joy and bootstraps the podcast that you really need helping my black community good vibes good energy black joy and bootstraps top financial literacy love and education want to see my people elevated Hello, and welcome to another episode of Black Joy and Bootstraps. I am your host, Felicia Jimenez, and I am on today with Cameron Butcher. Cameron, can you say hey for the folks? Hey, everyone. Hey. Um, so today, um, we are dealing with homeowners insurance and renters insurance, because as you all know, as the nation and probably the world knows, uh, Texas just had this huge snowstorm, and we had... All kinds of things happen, right? We had no power. We had pipes bursting. We have all of this damage done to our homes. And in the middle of it, I'm like, how is this going to work? Like the aftermath of these things are crazy. So I brought on Cameron today um, who deals with homeowners insurance and renters. He is an adjuster. Uh, and so he's going to ask, I'm going to answer all of our questions that we have uh, because it's a whole bunch. Cameron, are you ready for this? <laughs> I think so. Okay, let's get to it. Before we even get started, though, Cameron, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll go into all of the millions of questions that we have. Sure, sure. Um, I have been working in insurance for about four and a half years now. Um, I worked in cubicle jobs for 15 years before that, got tired of it, wanted a change. Mm -hmm. My wife's best friend is an insurance adjuster, and she told me about the job, and I was like, it sounds cool. So I went for it and uh, have not looked back. Uh, it's, you know, getting out to meet people every day. Every day's kind of different. Um, I love it. I don't know what else I would do at this point. Ooh, we're going to talk about that, too, because dealing with people ain't always, we're going we to get into that later, because I got to know some stories, because every time you're dealing with people, y'all be having some crazy stories. So um, what else? Just a little bit more, like, do you do anything fun? What What do you love? What do you not love? What you got? Sure. Um, in my spare time, I train jujitsu. I've been doing that for about seven years. Uh, a great way to blow off steam. Um, and keep somewhat in shape, I guess. <laughs> and then like to watch movies, read. Um, I used to play soccer and now I just watch it. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, hang out with my dogs and my wife. Beautiful. Um, as an English teacher, you already know when I hear someone say that they love to read, I'm like, yes and yes. So <laughs> we're kind of besties now. Um, anyway, I... I have all these questions because last week we watched, I mean, everybody, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, we watched everybody go crazy um, with the things that were going on here in Texas. So I just want, I, I, I just need guidance. I mean, from the very basics to what happens now, right? Because even I had a pipe that busted in my garage, and we'll talk about that a little later. But before we even get into the deep stuff, can you just tell us literally what is homeowners insurance and renters? Like, just give me the basic, what is it? Sure, sure. So like insurance in general, it's what they call the transfer of risk. Like you're paying this insurance company to bear the brunt of if you should have something catastrophic happen, like they're going to you know, handle that financially. Um, so homeowners and renters specifically, it's like a policy that it's going to provide protection for your property. Um, and the other thing a lot of people don't realize is also some liability coverage for the property owners. So say like you have a house, your dog bites someone and, you know, they have to get their face reconstructed and they sue you. 
a lot of times your uh, homeowner's insurance could probably, or even renters could provide some liability coverage there. Um, so it's kind of a protection plan. It's not a maintenance plan. Um, the one thing I see a lot is people filing claims for things that are just like small, like maintenance items that really as a homeowner, it's kind of your responsibility to take care of those. Um, gotcha. So anything that happens typically like on our property that would, re- that could result in like an injury or anything is also could possibly be covered by our home and home owners or renters insurance as well is what you're saying. Correct. So what are some things that it typically covers? Like, I know you just mentioned a few, but like when we say, I mean, for example, I know that I have a warranty on my home and that covers like electronic things. Like if my washer goes out, if my oven goes out, if the pool thing goes out, right? Like certain like um, mechanical issues is what they call it or like electrical issues. But Mm -hmm. what does homeowners insurance or renters insurance cover? Yeah. So, um, so in that category, there's kind of two types of policies. There's what we call an open peril policy. And you see that that's the most common type of homeowner's policy. And what that means by open peril is it covers everything except for the specific things that it says in the policy it doesn't cover. So it's like, we cover everything except these things. Okay. Um, and then the, other type is a named peril policy where it's we only cover these specific things. You see those, the, the pe- reason people get those is they tend to be a little cheaper or maybe the house is older and like if it's a historic home or whatever, there's a lot more that can go wrong. Um, the insurance doesn't always want to take all that risk. But as far as like what's covered, the kind of the guideline to think of is, is it sudden and accidental? So wind blows a tree over onto your house. That's sudden and accidental. You you had no way of knowing that was going to happen or preventing it. Um, That's something that would be covered. Um, If you have like a slow leak from like the pipe under your sink and you know about it and ignore it for a year. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, there's black mold everywhere in my bathroom. I should do something about that. That's not going to be covered because you knew about it and it happened over time. Um, But the. The biggest things I see, you know, most common when I'm going out on claims is weather-related damages, uh, you know, wind or we get – in Maryland, we get very small hail. Like mm-hmm. you in Texas would laugh at the hail that we get. Um, you know, we get like pea-sized or maybe a little bigger and people go nuts. You know, we're kinda not getting like, like – Kind of like how you guys would laugh at the amount of snow that we get. Like we get like a little bit and we're like, whoa, snow. But then it's like <laughs> – Y'all don't know snow. And I used to live in Maryland. I lived in Maryland for a year and a half, so I'm very familiar. I lived there during, like, one of the biggest snowstorms that y'all had on record. It was, like, 2008 or 2009. No. Yes, Snowmageddon. Yeah, Snowmageddon for Maryland. It was, like, 2009 to 11. I can't remember what. I want to say it was, like, that winter of 20, like, 2009 going into 2010. It was miserable. It was absolutely miserable. And that, this was a Texas girl. I'd never experienced snow like this before. I was shoveling everywhere. Y'all, my body was sore for so long. Like, oh, I was no just, doubt. I was dying. And we had the longest driveway. I was like, so this is Maryland. 
This is what they call me. I could not. I could not. So when all of that, when you said if we ignore something for like a year and then we get to it, um, it's not covered. How do you know that we knew for a year? Am I making sense? Absolutely. Um, I mean, the first way I know is I just ask how long has this been going on? Um, (laughs) A lot of people. It's not that everyone's honest. There's people don't really want to lie like your our first instinct for most people is generally not to lie right um you know you obviously have compulsive liars and some people who are trying to get one over but most people you can also tell the way they answer if they're like um we just noticed it and then they're (laughs) kind of but it's been going on for a while so does that and also you kind of look at the mold or the rot like Mm -hmm. how far has this spread because um you know, mold doesn't start growing for about, and uh, depending on the conditions, probably like th- three to four days. Okay. Um, and so if there's like just mold everywhere, like clearly this has been going on a while. If we really aren't sure, we can always bring in an engineer or like a, a mold technician to, and they can kind of age the mold, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And they have things they can do to see how far it's spread and like, oh, based on this factor, it's probably been spreading for two months. Um, so there, there are ways to tell. Um, my company, we do, anytime it's a water loss, like for plumbing or whatnot, mm-hmm. we take a recorded statement from the homeowner. And it's very simple. It's just kind of confirming information, tell me what happened in your own words kind of thing. But just the fact that you're recording it, I think makes people be a little more honest because they get a little nervous. Um, They don't know that I never listen to those. Like I upload them and I never listen to them. So (laughs) um, it's kind of funny, but um, just kind of, you know, like I said, we ask and then there's some ways that we can call in an expert if we really like if they're kind of stonewalling us with answers or we still don't trust their answer. Gotcha. So you said anything that's like sudden and accidental. So I um I don't even know if I've ever shared this before on my podcast, but I used to be an insurance agent when I was younger, like 19 to 20, 21, something like that. Um, and I dealt with auto insurance. And so I know I was licensed for homeowners, but I never dealt with it. But I remember them saying, just like you said, it has to be sudden and it has to be accidental. And one of our... Um, licensed like trainers at the time she was like so if you go out and you get into a fight with your boyfriend and you run him over that is not covered under your policy because it was not it may have been sudden but it was not accidental (laughs) so I was like okay so she was saying how like anything that was planned or premeditated right is not going to be covered under the policy and so the same thing with homeowners right if it was um planned or if they find out that you were you you were actually at fault and did it on purpose um then it's not covered right has to be sudden has to be accidental right for the most part now um you'll never hear an adjuster say this to the customer Mm -hmm. but we say it to each other all the time we cover stupid yes so we said that you are attempting to do home repairs that you shouldn't be and caused damage but again it was accidental mm-hmm. but you know like i had one guy was hanging a picture thought he found a stud what he actually found was a water pipe behind the wall Ooh. and so when he nailed in that nail he had water shooting out in his face that's kind of accidental but kind of not but that's still something that would be covered um 
and even then, like when it's on purpose, you can get into some other areas. So a friend of mine works in, in what we call large loss. So like your entire house burns down. He's the adjuster that handles things like that. Mm-hmm. And he had one. It was a total loss for the house. And what they believe happened was the daughter um, had started the fire. And in that case, the policies, a lot of policies will provide some sort of language that if someone in your household did this, but you had no idea, like you weren't part of it, okay, then there still could be coverage. So like, because otherwise that'd be a little unfair to the homeowner if mm-hmm. like, you know, their kids lashing out or whatever is like, I'm going to burn the house down. Like, oh, sorry, no coverage. But, you know, if they didn't know about it, then there's there's a good chance there could be some coverage. Gotcha. So, and then there's some, right, where it's like, if it's a member of your home, because like you were saying, every policy is different and every state is different. Like what every state is going to cover is completely different. And I remember that even though it was over 10 years ago, I remember being like, well, in your state, right, they won't cover that. But in in other states, they absolutely would. It would be like a no brainer. Uh, And that's that's a struggle too. having, um, obviously you don't want to tell people that because they're like, why is it covered in Texas and not New York? Um, right. But I'm thinking in my head, like, man, that sucks because I know that this is something that we cover here in Texas, you know? Um, but I also thought that in more often than not, if it's a member of your own home, kind of like how you can't sue yourself. Right. So if right. I were to be hurt um, in my own home, then I can't like, use my own homeowner's insurance because I can't sue myself, right? Exactly. Um, But when you're saying there's kind of like a stipulation, depending on where you're at, that if if you didn't have knowledge of it, then it would be fine. Like, they would possibly cover it? Yeah, exactly. Um, And and the other thing, like, to kind of point out about insurance, like you said, it's different in every state. Every Mm -hmm. company's policy is going to be a little different. But like insurance itself in every state is highly regulated and the policies that are sold are approved by the state. Um, So a lot of, you know, there's kind of this negative misconception out there that insurance companies are like, we're out to get you. We don't want to pay anything. I'll be honest, it's way easier for me to pay a claim than to deny it. Um, And most adjusters, my, my first manager who taught me pretty much everything I know his kind of line was like, just pay the claim and move on. Yeah. Um, like, don't overthink it. Uh, some, If it's not covered, it's not covered. But if there's like a gray area, we really do try and find coverage where we can. Nice. And I feel like so like far too often we don't have the best relationship or I, and a lot of that is because of understanding, which is a big thing for me and why I'm even bringing you on, because Sometimes we think that our insurance covers things that it just absolutely does not. And it had no intentions of covering. Right. Like when we call and a lot again, it's not people trying to get over. I just think that we really don't know. So when we call and we're like, hey, well, my fridge gave out. Right. And as an insurance company, you're like, oh, okay. Like, did something did did something happen? Like what what do you think our role is in this, you know? Um, right. And it's just our our own ignorance. And so I know that for the majority of people that listen to my podcast, they have a very good understanding of what homeowner's insurance is, what renter's insurance is. But at the end of the day, there's still a lot of gaps that I feel like need to be filled in. Um, even the other day, my um, my aunt 
she has things in storage and she was telling us that someone broke into it. And then she was saying that her, which I don't know if she knew, I, I think it was a surprise to her, but her renter's insurance extended to her storage. And mm-hmm. so therefore they were able to, you know, pay out for that. But that those are things that a lot of people don't know. You know what I mean? Just like when you That's go to rent a car and you're like, oh, does my insurance, my car insurance cover this or not? You know? Right. Absolutely. And um, real quick. Everyone, if they're renting a property, should have renter's insurance. I've talked to too many people like, you know, someone's renting a room from the actual homeowner and say there's a big water loss. And that person who's renting the room, all their stuff generally is not going to be covered. They need to have their own renter's insurance. Um, And it's so cheap, especially if you have a car and you bundle it with your car insurance. I know when I used to have my own apartment, the multi-policy discount I had Mm -hmm. offset the premium for my renter's insurance. Yep. So I'm so glad that you said that because I was going to say literally um, renters is, it's just such a small amount. I mean, I've seen renter's insurance policies for 12, 16, 20 something bucks, um, you know, upwards of 60, a hundred, however much, but they can be extremely low, especially when you don't have too many valuables, but you still want to cover what you can. Um, and what you, you know, what you do have. So it's just not a ton. And in the event that you lose something, if there's a fire, if there's a flood, if there's theft, those things will be covered, you know? So it's a lot cheaper in the, in the long run to just get those, that small, like, you know, coverage instead of having to replace all your stuff at one time, you know? Right. Um, And, and, the other thing, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. Um, the other thing that's provided in like both homeowners and renters insurance that a lot of people don't know about is what we call uh, additional living expenses or ALE coverage. Uh, sometimes you'll see it listed as coverage D on your declarations yes. page. And so if you have an apartment and the building burns down and or even if there's just a fire and it's damaged, and you can't stay there for three months. You're ins- you're, if you have insurance, a lot of times your policy will provide they'll put you up in a hotel or like a suite or something until you can live there again. Whereas if you don't have that now, you, you know, sometimes your apartment might let you out of the lease or whatever. But, you know, you kind of couch hopping or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like when I think about all of these different things, I'm like, you don't really know how much things are until they happen to you. You know what I mean? Like nobody expects to have to stay at a hotel for weeks on end, you know? And when you have renter's insurance and they're telling you, hey, with this endorsement on your policy or literally just this is just a normal part of your policy, we'll pay for these things in the event of this. Uh, But we're, we're not thinking about that when we... You know, when everything's going smooth, it isn't until you get in that situation and you go, oh, my gosh, I need a hotel room. And I don't know, like for this indefinite amount of time, because I don't know when I'm going to be able to get into another apartment or another home um, that you start looking and going, "Okay, what is it that I have? Right. And so for today, this is I'm trying to get this information out so that it is preventative. Right. So that we can like not wait until something horrible happens to go, okay, let me look at my policy or let me get renter's insurance now because they're not going to backdate. So if right. you if something happens today and you get renter's insurance tomorrow um, or any time after the accident or the incident happens, no, it, none of that is covered. You're just covered from that moment forward. Um, 
And so that's something that we really have to think about when we're dealing with insurance, right? Um, Absolutely. So speaking of which, when we are dealing with insurance, let's talk about deductibles because when you're when we're talking about car insurance, they can be as low as oh, you can have a zero dollar deductible, right? Like you can, it can be very cheap. But when we're talking about homeowners insurance, what's a normal? First of all, what is a deductible? Let's start there. And then what are we looking at when um, price-wise when we're talking about the deductibles for homeowners and renters? Right. So the deductible is the part of the claim that you've agreed to pay for. Um, so whatever the deductible is, let's say $1,000, because that's the one I most commonly see here in Maryland, um, the first $1,000 of the claim is your responsibility. So if there's only like $500 in damage, insurance isn't going to pay anything because it didn't exceed your deductible. Um, and you know, some people don't like that or complain about it, but really it's, it's in the contract. It's mm-hmm. what you've agreed to pay. And, um, so, you know, I'm not a financial planner, but I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, when you have a deductible like that, you should plan and have that set aside as part of like, you know, your saving or whatever, cause just in case, um, because, you, you know, that's why insurance exists, because you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Uh, I s- typically see $1,000 or like 1500 Some policies will have like an endorsement where um, like if it's a named storm, so basically like a hurricane or now they've started naming winter storms or whatever, that that could increase the deductible. So some policies have like, oh, it's a hurricane. Uh, that's going to be 2% of your limit, which is your policy your policy limit to basically rebuild your house if it had a total loss um and you it's one of those things it's a trade-off you can get a lower deductible it's going to cost you more in premiums so you kind of got to figure out am i likely to use this mm-hmm. um i've seen deductibles as high as five thousand. if you can swing it that's great i don't me personally i don't wouldn't feel comfortable with that um so it's kind of, you know, each person has to look at, like, what can I afford in an emergency situation to pay? And, you know, how much am I saving in premiums by going to a higher one every every year? Gotcha. So I was thinking about this, too, because as you were saying, I'm not a financial planner. You're not a financial planner. And I get that. But at the end of the day, it's so important when we're talking about homeowners insurance and renters, just like you said, that when you set up that deductible do not make it higher than you know you don't you know you don't have it. If you're if you set your deductible for 5,000 or 2,000 or 3,000 and you know for a fact in the event something happens, I will not be able to pay that. Um, just logically, even as like not a financial planner, <laughs> but I've watched enough Dave Ramsey, right, to like give right. a little bit of advice to say we got to we got to be smarter about that because then you'll end up with um, whatever it is that's damaged not being able to be fixed because you didn't have that amount out of pocket to pay. So if a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars, you know that you can easily throw that at something, 
um, in the event of a loss, then go ahead and do that. But those high deductibles, and they look great, right? Because a high deductible means my premium um, or how much I pay every month or every year, whatever, is going to be low. So we go, yeah, give me the high um, deductible. That's fine. I'll pay that. But really, we're just kind of hoping nothing happens, right? We're just like, right. please, God, don't let anything happen to my stuff, my house, my anything. But at the end of the day, we really have to be careful about that because in the event something does happen, it's going to be no bueno, right? Absolutely. Um, and kind of leading into this was my next question. When do I know, like, okay, it's time to file a claim? Like, I should possibly file a claim. Sure. Um, and every company is a little different with this. Um, this is why I always encourage people to go through an agent instead of, you know, just buying it directly online. Because if you buy it direct, don't go through an agent. You call an 800 number with a question, and generally they're going to file a claim because you called in. Um, some companies are getting a little better about that, but if you have an agent, you can call them up and be like, Hey, this happened. Is this something you think that would be covered? First of all, um, and is it worth filing a claim? The, I think you have to look at a couple things when to know when to file a claim. Like, first off, like if it's something big, you know, like a tree smashes through half of your house file a claim. Obviously, Um, yes. That's a (laughs) no-brainer. If you have, like, your sink overflowed and it damaged the floor in your powder room, then probably not worth filing a claim because that's probably going to be, like, $1,500, $2,000 in damages maybe. One rule of thumb I've heard is if you think the loss is going to be about three to times your deductible, then it might be worth it. Now, if you're one of these people who has like a $250 deductible, maybe don't use that rule of thumb. Maybe look at like, you know, set a dollar limit. Like this could be more than two, $3,000. It's worth it for me to file a claim. That was really good advice because I've never heard that. Um, we had uh, something happen to um, right where the AC is in our attic. It caved through like it was leaking water and it just like, created this hole in the ceiling and my husband is like Mr. Fix it all. Um, and so he patched it up and did everything. But, um, I remember, and Oh, this is my question for you because it goes with this situation. So, um, we called the insurance company. They came out, they looked at it. They were like, yeah, like do this yourself. (laughs) Like, it was like, (laughs) your deductible is this amount. This is probably going to cost this amount. You might just want to do it yourself. And so we were like, okay, bet. Like, that's good. But my question to you is, when we are talking about, like, for example, when I worked at an insurance company, if you called in and said, hey, I got into a wreck, um, and then they came out, and even then, like, at the end of the day, when you were like, hey, I'm just going to pay it out of pocket, um, so don't worry about it. Like I'm going to drop the claim. Even if they were like, okay, bet they could still raise your insurance the next like term. Does that make sense? Yeah. So just even if they didn't pay out, they're like, well, you filed a claim with us. You're higher risk now, whatever. Is it the same way with homeowners insurance? Like even if they don't pay out, there's that risk of if I file this claim, my insurance could go up. I believe so. So it's really more of like an underwriting area. But from what I've heard, yes. And even that's like we said earlier, is going to vary state by state because every state has their own underwriting rules. Mm -hmm. Um, Some states won't allow you to raise premiums if it's a weather related claim or if it was something like a name storm or a catastrophic event. Um, But yeah, if you file a claim, 
and it's on record. And people always ask me, this, is this going to affect my premiums? And the best answer I give them is it, it's possible that it could. Yeah. Um, I direct them to their agent, but honestly, their agent's probably not even going to know until it comes time to renew the policy. They'll get something from the company and like, you know, rates are increasing. But, and the other thing is with the way insurance works, if say like a massive hailstorm comes through your area and damages every house but yours and you don't file a claim, your rates are still probably going to go up because everyone else filed a claim and yep. the insurance company has to offset that risk. Yep. Um, people get upset about that and I understand it's money, uh, but th that's the principle of that's the pooling of risk that is insurance. So it's just kind of the nature of the beast, unfortunately, but that's a long way to answer your question saying, yes, it possibly could. No, and, and that's perfect because when I was in insurance, they would say, I feel like I've said that line like 37 times, y'all. So I'm sorry. Back when I was in insurance, I'm like, <laughs> it wasn't my glory days, just so y'all know. But anyway, so when I was in insurance, though, one of the things that we would say is that insurance is legal discrimination. Like you, we judge you based on your zip code, your occupation, your credit score, your like the highest level of education, it's just like legal discrimination. So when we talk about, um, well, everybody else had a claim. And so therefore we're, you know, your, your premiums will go up as well. It sucks because it's like, now we're discriminating against this entire area that you're affiliated with. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, absolutely. It's, you're like, wait a minute. I haven't had an accident. I've been accident free my whole life or for five years or for whatever. And we're like, yeah, but your neighbors suck. So <laughs> like, yep. we just need you to pay that as well. And you're like, damn, like this is not very fair, but again, legal discrimination. And that's, we would always refer to it as that because that's just how it looks. Um, so, Cameron, you deal with people all the time. You are in people's houses. I don't even I don't even know how you do it. Not with just corona now, but like just period because I used to deal with them on the phone and there were times when like I would have to everybody who's ever worked at a call center knows this. That moment where you have to like put your phone on hold, take your headphone off to keep your job. And you just like walk around for a second because People can be kind of crazy. So what is the craziest thing, even if it doesn't have to do with the people, just like that you've seen? What's the craziest thing you've seen on your job um, doing all your adjuster work? Sure. And and so it's interesting because I meet with like different categories of people. Like so there's the homeowner and then a lot of times there's the contractor who's there as well. Um, sometimes there's a public adjuster. And so you kind of have all these different interests. A lot of times the homeowners, I've heard this quote once, we meet them on the worst day of their life. If mm -hmm. it's like a really bad situation, um, the, the, the crazy people are the contractors. I'm going to be honest. And I used to work at a general contractor. So, you know, if your listeners are, you know, working construction or whatever, don't come after me because <laughs> I understand it's a business, but they can get a little crazy when you make a decision that affects, you know, kind of affects their bottom line. Mm -hmm. But we had recently had a situation up here where um, the ones we run into a lot, the, the mitigation vendors, uh, the ones who you have a water loss, they come out, they clean up the water, they put a lot of fans and dehumidifiers in your home. Um, 
there's a one company there's there's the big nationwide ones that are very easy to deal with that everyone knows about there's there's the smaller ones because the overhead's really low once you buy the fans and the dehumidifiers they pay for themselves after like one or two claims okay and really quick before you finish this um is that does fema do that or did i just make that up is that are they completely different that's completely different so okay. like the the big one and i'm not endorsing them but everyone knows them is serve pro so okay. they that you know your your water heater goes and just spews water all over your basement or your house and they come out they clean up the water they dry it out maybe cut out some drywall whatever um and it's from personal experience it kind of sucks because a you just had water damage to your house uh, I had a claim myself, and we had 17 fans and four dehumidifiers in my house oh. in the middle of July. And if you don't know, these giant dehumidifiers that are like the size of a small refrigerator, they kick up a lot of heat. So oh. when it's July, and my house was unbearable, it was I think my thermostat said it was like 85, and the local power company was doing its rewards where they kind of throttle your energy yeah so it was it was super fun but the, the, your thermostat would have read 157 <laughs> if you were in texas so. right right <laughs> but uh so there's a local company and the guy who runs it he you know did his thing he submitted his invoice to us and it was astronomical just not reasonable at all he threatened to kidnap one person from our company until he was paid what? and then he threatened another he actually threatened a friend of mine like he's gonna come to his house so my friend got put up in like a basically got to go on vacation for two weeks while they um kind of investigated this cameron that's wild like right oh and he did gosh. it in writing he sent an email with a threat which is, is even dumber is this guy in jail like what on, I don't believe so, but he has been several times. He's um, just he's just chilling at work right now, just serving the people. Probably. And I looked him up. He's uh he's a sovereign citizen, which is a whole <laughs> other issue. Um you could probably do like three podcasts on them. Um yes. but he he told my friend that he was the Lord of Baltimore and my friend had to pay him five hundred thousand dollars or else and there were some other threats. Um I am so trying the- so hard not to laugh like really hard into this mic right now with people listening to this that is crazy oh that's that you have a good job (laughs) people people get hot you know but um most part like generally the homeowners you know sure sometimes they're like oh my neighbor got a new roof why didn't i because yours isn't damaged um (laughs) i kind of i get that a lot i feel like there's like these quotes that people find like oh what am i paying for insurance anyway when you know they get a claim something's not covered mm-hmm. or like oh my neighbor got their roof replaced and you only did a repair to mine and i i want to say to them well, if your neighbor's house burns down do you want us to burn yours down to make it fair yes how how would but, you like this to work <laughs> right like you know but most homeowners more often than not they're understanding and i always try and prep people before i come out to their house like from what you're saying this sounds like it might not be covered but I'm going to come out. We'll take a look. We'll see what we can find. And that way, I've already kind of put it out in front of them. So they're less likely to like, I don't want to surprise them with bad news. Yeah. Um, I've had probably the silliest thing I've seen. They had a gas fireplace, which has an exhaust because mm-hmm. otherwise your whole family's going to die of carbon monoxide poisoning. And 
They filed a claim because there was cold air coming from their fireplace. So I went out, I looked at it, I was like, it's a fireplace. It is a hole in your house. It's working <laughs> as intended. You could get like some glass fireplace doors or gates and keep those closed when you're not using it. Um, wow. They were just, yeah. So, I mean, some you're people. Like, that breezes, it's keeping you alive. Like, that's, right. what, that's yeah. exactly how this is supposed to work. Oh, the things you do when you just don't know, you know? Right. And and that's that's really I'm I'll go back to like get an agent and when you get your policy, read through it. Like cause just most policies are actually written pretty plainly. There's a little bit of legalese, mm-hmm. but it's not like a full contract where it's like on this, you know, like with all you know, they can't just say today is March fourth. They have to be like on this day in the 200 and or 2021st year and you know all flowery language of course uh, but no most insurance policies are pretty plain english and again if you have an agent you can call and say is this something that's covered i don't understand this section um reddit has an insurance sub that is great they're very helpful people i sometimes answer questions on there um and then we go to a private sub and complain about everyone. But it's <laughs> that's 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 insurance people in general. It's most, like the teacher's uh, lounge of insurance. Exactly. <laughs> M- most it. adjusters I know are probably borderline alcoholics, if not alcoholics. Um, this I don't is drink. Great. This is great. But info. <laughs> like, you know, we spend all day. You have to be nice. You you have to eat whatever they serve you. You know, like yeah. if they I have the first claim I denied it, I was very I was young into my adjusting career it was and I felt bad it was an older woman and her lived with her daughter her ceiling had collapsed and collapse is a really weird thing where it's only covered in certain circumstances interesting and for, unfortunately hers did not meet that and basically it's just the ceiling it was old they didn't use the right nails in putting it up you're supposed to use screws actually and it fell down her daughter just laid into me and told me I was the devil I needed to go find Jesus. She's like, I could, I couldn't work for your company. I have a soul, and just like laid into me. I went into my car and I just sat there. I was like, Am I a bad person? Like, <laughs> what have I done? I called my mentor. She didn't answer. I just kind of drove home in silence. Um, now I'm just like, Okay, cool. You know, just kind of listen and nod. Like, I understand why you're mad. And most of the time, it's not personal. They're mad at the situation. But I represent. I'm the person in front of them. Yo, between this and the dude trying to kidnap y'all, I'm like, I'm dead, Cameron. Like, I'm really like, if y'all can see me, I'm actually like really crying. Like, I'm not lying to you. Oh, I'm glad that you have become a better person. Maybe you found Jesus, and so you. <laughs> I I went to Walmart and looked for him immediately after. Um, that's where you can find him. You know, that's, that's right here. Gosh. Okay. So aside from that, Cameron, is there anything that you feel like I'm trying to like get my bearings again? (laughs) Is there anything that you feel that is is really important, like that people should know? And we've covered a lot of things and I feel like you've done a great job of laying out the very basics for us. And I just appreciate that so much Um, because my favorite thing is breaking down Things that are very, like, we're like, oh, that's a lot, and I don't know what to do with that, you know? Um, and right. making them very simple so that we can actually have a starting point and feel at least a little bit confident in asking questions, right? Because you just really don't know what you don't know. 
And exactly. so, um, but is there anything that you feel, oh, I wish every person who needs homeowners insurance or who has homeowners insurance or renters um, needs to know this? Yeah. Um, I mean, the basic thing is, and I've said before, is just what it covers, what it doesn't, at least if you don't know specifics, a general idea so that you're not thinking it's a home warranty or a home maintenance plan. Um, and then the other thing is, if you file a claim, the adjuster wants to help you. I'm not against you. I don't hate you. Uh, chances are I'm going to forget you a month from now, <laughs> but that's just because of volume. Some people stick in my head, but like, I want to help you. And like, we, we are trying to help you. If it's something's not covered, I can't make the policy something that it's not. I'm mm -hmm. kind of, I'm just as bound by the policy as you are. Um, or the, the homeowner is. And for me, a denial is never personal. I have paid some claims for to people that I was like, if I could see this guy in another setting, things would be different. I do not like him. But <laughs> you're like, I I'm, do do jujitsu. So yeah, like, here's your here's your roof. Please come to this gym. Um, <laughs> but you know, and then there have been people that I've had to like, deny their claim. And then I'm like, just depressed because I'm like that was they were a nice person they yeah. they just accepted it with grace they were obviously disappointed but they didn't you know they didn't blow up at me and they were just very nice people maybe like um for instance I was in a basement this was out on Salisbury on the eastern shore of Maryland which is very sandy and I don't know why they have basements over there to begin with but the foundation wall had just caved in and because it's sand and they could use block foundation. Oh. Unfortunately, that wasn't something that was covered. And they were so nice and I really wanted to help them, but there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Um, and so that that that's hard. But again, it's like I'm not I'm not on anyone's side. I just want to accurately, and I feel this is true for 90% of adjusters, probably more than that. Most of them are very good. They want to help you, they want to do it correctly. If we miss something in the estimate, like people sometimes will call it, like, you forgot to put this. I'm like, you're absolutely right, it did. I will make that change, and I send them a new estimate. It's not a big deal. It's never personal. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we just forget things, especially you get in the summer. We get very busy. Um, we have the windstorms. Then the storm chasers come, which are the contractors that go knocking on everyone's door and say, you might have wind damage. You should file a claim. Mm. And so... You I know, think, sometimes we get a little busy and like, but it's not personal. So very similarly, we just got our roof redone and it was probably the original. I think my house is probably I uh, 30. It, oh my goodness. I can't even speak. It was built in 91. So 30 years old. Um, and so I, I think we probably had the original roof on it. But, you know, just like you said earlier in Texas, we get so much hail. Um, and so I'm actually really proud for the listeners here because I said hail and my Texas accent has never allowed me to say that word properly. So I just want that to be like on record for my listeners right now that I said hail correctly. Thank you. Um, anyway, but we get tons of hailstorms, right? And so they like these guys, I'm talking about three or four different companies. They were just they hit our neighborhood hard and they were like, hey, we just want to know if we could check your roof and see if there's any damage. I mean, there was guys like I would come home. 
um, in the evenings, like five o'clock or so. And they were just on everybody's roof, like different companies. And so I definitely know what you're saying. There's these high times where they hit up, you know, the different neighborhoods and they're like, especially after the hailstorms, right? That's when they're out here like, hey, we can get you a new roof. So, but we definitely got one. So... (laughs) Well, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't bad it was i mean it's a pretty nice roof so we're we're happy with that but um i know after the storms and things that that those things happen and i don't want to always be reactionary um and and we weren't because our roof was still fine like they told us they were like hey like you could go if i'm being honest like you could go longer but we just didn't like it, there was no comfort in that you know like right. like yeah but another storm would take us out you know and exactly so, and that's a good contractor that'll tell you that you get some and they do things they're not supposed to either they get up on the roof and create damage or they promise you we're going to get you a new roof and like you don't know i tell homeowners if the damage is there it's there if it's not it's not like yeah i'm doing my job either way again we can only address what's there and also just making things seem bigger than they are like you know, if if uh, this could be really bad in a couple weeks, you know, when this happens or and just kind of like scaring you or guilting you into getting something that you don't want. So and we a good thing about this, too, is we had about two or three guys come out and each time we were like, yeah, check. And we would just kind of compare what they were saying. You know what I mean? Um, kind of like when you go to the doctor and you're like, let me get a second opinion. That's literally sure. what we did with our roof guys, just to see if any of them were exaggerating or actually, you know, no, this is accurate. But each one of them kind of told us like, I mean, your roof is good, but it's not new and it could, you know, this could be bad in the future. So we're like, okay, bet. So just keep that in mind too. Um, when you're talking about your homeowner's insurance, your renters, whatever it is. Um, And I am so, I want to go all the way back to the beginning of this interview because I was really grateful that you hit on this. The fact that even if you are renting a room from someone, guys, I don't know if you, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like we didn't hit that enough. But even if you are, hey, I'm just staying here for a little bit. I'm sharing a room with somebody Um, you still need to have renter's insurance because it's so important. If you are renting an entire home with your family or with yourself, whoever, make sure that you have renter's insurance. I feel like we just think, oh, I'll get it tomorrow, I'll get it tomorrow, or it's not that important. Both of those are wrong. You need to get it today. It's very inexpensive, and it just covers so much. Like, And you have peace of mind. Like, It's just so important. So um, last thing. Are there any really good things that you've seen in your profession that make you go, um, instead of making you sit in your car calling your mentor, (laughs) things that you feel are actually, like, really good, things that you've seen at your job that you're like, this is why I do this? Absolutely. Um, Just even, like, if it's something small, um, just being able to help people in the time of maybe not even, like, need or disaster, but a moment of stress. Um, I was on a claim a couple weeks ago, really nice older lady. Her husband had died a couple years ago. He normally took care of everything. She had um, like a sewage backup through her shower, which is disgusting. And they, you know, it had been clean and she's like, what about this and this? And so I was able to call someone to help take care of like clean her rugs. Like she had really nice, like silk rugs she wanted cleaned and called another company to take a look at her electronics and just kind of get her situated with that and 
that makes me feel good. That's why I do the job. I've had a couple people give me a hug because they didn't think something was going to be covered. And it was Aww. this woman had raccoons chew a hole. You could stand in her bedroom and see the sky. Oh, my um, gosh. I don't know how it got that bad. Um, but she she was like in tears almost because she didn't think it was going to be covered. And so really, that I mean, that's the biggest thing, just like that, that, that warm, fuzzy feeling and like, cool, you know, as it would help them. Sometimes I just meet like a cool homeowner and we have like a good conversation. Um, if a home's like two stories, a lot of insurance companies use what we call a ladder assist, which is a third party company that we pay to get up on the roof for us. Um, and so while they're doing their thing, I just stand there and talk to the homeowner and or they go inside. But if I talk to them, sometimes they're really cool. and We have like a really good conversation. I'm like, that was worth it because I just had a 20 minute conversation that was fulfilling, you know? Yes. Um, and I, I feel that same way, like even as a teacher, when I'm talking to like, you know, my students, parents and I'm like, this is my kids often. Right. Even though they like drive me up a wall. Um, all the time. Do do you even love them if they don't drive you up a wall, right? But right. at the same time, I'm like, I talk to parents and I'm like, yeah, no, you're the reason why I do this too. You know, it's like that additional, like, I do it for the kids. And then when I talk to parents, I go, wait, I'm doing this for you too. And it's just like a piece of comfort where you're like, this is good. Like, this is, I know why I'm doing this and you kind of feel your, your purpose. Um, I appreciate that. You have given, listen, like, this was just really good information <laughs> because at the end of the day, um, homeowners and renters is so important and the things that it covers, the things that it doesn't cover. Um, and like I was saying earlier, I have um, a home warranty company that I think they just do a really good job, uh, but I don't think I would have known the the difference or the distinction between what they cover um, had I not done like all this research in the beginning of what homeowner or, or even having like my insurance background. Right. So, right. Um, but without that, I think I would have been like, well, what's the difference? And I would have been calling you saying, Hey, my fridge is out. And you would have been like, I, um, you should go to best, but where do they sell those? I don't know. So like, I appreciate that. Um, Thank you so much, Cameron, for everything, for all the knowledge that you have shared with us today, the very basics. Um, we're going to come back with harder questions, but I always need to just start with the very basics, you know, uh, because they're important. And sometimes we just don't have that information. Exactly. And like you said earlier, just knowing what to ask is like can be a game changer because um, insurance is big and scary. And it's empowering. Absolutely. That's why, you know, I really push like going through an agent if you can, because that's it gives you a face and a contact like. Even if you don't talk to the agent, if you're calling, you know, and talking to like an underling in their office, you know, just like, hey, this happened or what do I do about this? And um, it's just it's good to have a contact. Um, I tell my homeowners that when I meet them, you know, when I'm leaving, I don't want to see them again because I don't like repeat customers, um, <laughs> which is a joke because, yes, you know, I, I, I hope they never need to see me again. And but, you know, I'm like, if you have any questions, give me a call. I've had a couple people like reach out like, hey, is this something that would be covered? What should I do? And I'll walk them through like, yeah, it is. You, you'll need to file a new claim, um, stuff like that. Do I have time to tell one story to kind of pump myself up? Yes, absolutely. Okay. We love that. So. <laughs> I was, I've worked for two insurance companies. I was at the first one and 
right before I left, I handled a claim for a, um, like a spa, like, you know, did like beauty stuff, like facials and nails and all that skin treatments and stuff. Nice. Um, and they had had this pipe, the drain pipe leading out to the main sewer line. Uh, they were having it replaced, which that wasn't covered. The company, the first company started to do it, hit a water main and just this pit started filling up with water, caused like 80,000 in damages. Oh my they did gosh. not, they did not think it was going to be covered. We went through, like I had to escalate this to, we had like this coverage review call every two weeks. I had to call in and explain why we eventually covered it because we decided that them hitting the pipe with the backhoe counts as a vehicle collision. Um, so I we ended up covering it and then I left the company shortly thereafter. Um, about a year, maybe six months later, my wife was like going to treat herself to a little spa day. And I was like, Hey, I did a claim at this place. It's really close. And they were very friendly. You should check it out. So she went there. They asked how she heard about it. She told them, Oh, my husband, which is a kind of a weird answer for a beauty salon, but <laughs> especially cause I have no hair. So I don't go there to you know, get haircuts. <laughs> um, they and so she explained that I was the claims adjuster and the lady and you know I told her about the place. The lady was like, "Oh my gosh, he was my guardian angel." I actually had another claim a few months later and asked for him to be my adjuster, and Aww. he had left. And I was like, "That, that's my warm like. If I have a bad day, I think about that, and I, I can go on." I love it. And sometimes you have to cling to those stories because at the end of the day, we're going to, we have hard days. Like anytime you're dealing with people, it's hard. Like I see why so many people go into like, what is it like IT or like they just get to sit in a room and like, and yep. even they have to be like, did you turn it off and back on again? <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Like even they have to talk to people from time to time, but I love that. And I'm happy that you, thank you for pumping yourself up because we need those stories at the end of the day to, um, to keep going sometimes. Cause whew, baby, I'll be ready to give up some days. Like I look at my kids and I'm like, y'all, Today is the day that y'all are making me want to quit my job. I will not be here tomorrow. They're like, man, stop playing. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, this is it. It's a wrap. Like, and then I have to lay in bed and go, okay, fine. Felicia, go to work tomorrow. Like, stop, you know. But, um, Cameron, I, I thank you so much um, because I there's been moments where, like, um, well, I'm sure many people have experienced that same thing, right, where we're like, I don't know if this is going to be covered. I don't know how this is going to work. And period, just in different situations, when you have someone who listens to you and who wants to take care of you and advocates for you, uh, it just changes everything. So I cannot say thank you enough um, for doing what you do, for helping people, for helping people understand uh, their policies and things like that. So thank you for um, being my guest today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. This has been a blast. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, guys, y'all already know what it is. Um, every single time you listen, each one, teach one, I need you to reach out, um, share this information, share everything that you can. Also, follow me on um, Instagram and Facebook at Black Joy and Bootstraps. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at BLK Joy and Boots. That's Black Joy and Boots, BLK Joy and Boots. Till next time. <laughs>